Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin, and the show. Well, you know that Lakers offseason and how there's technically a final series going on and you would think that they couldn't fully dominate or, or, or eclipse the NBA finals while they're not playing in it, right? Right? Wrong. So there I was playing, uh, well, wrapping up, basically, Jedi uh, Survivor. And uh, my phone vibrates next to me, and I'm like, well, it's it's the off-season, and, you know, I, my guests are already booked for this week, and I'm, I guess technically I could start reaching out to people for next week, whatever. I don't know what this would be going on for. And um, I, like. I just ignore it. I ignored the, the, the vibrate that was clearly like a Twitter vibrations. I was like, it's nothing is going on. Um, on Twitter, I hadn't sent the tweet that really pissed people off. So there's no point in really looking at the thing. And then it vibrates again and again and again and again and again and again. (laughs) It just starts going off. And it's like all these people, um, you know, messaging, what is going on? What and and I'm like, well, I don't know what's going on. Let me I and I scrolled back up to the top, and lo and behold, there's Shams Karania with one of the dumber off-season stories that I can really recall. But here's what he uh, tweets out: Sources Kyrie Irving has reached out to Lakers star LeBron James in attempts to see if James would come to Dallas. Irving is a free agent this off-season. Okay. I guess we're having one of those days, huh? And we proceeded to have one of those days. We would get a follow-up report there from Chris Haynes of, of Yahoo Sports. Um, we had one of the the, the the funniest, I think, moment was him tweeting out that uh, the Dallas Mavericks were interested in trading for LeBron back at last offseason uh, when, when the Lakers season was really kind of spiraling out of control. The thing is, they couldn't. Like, legally, they could not trade for LeBron James and uh instead of like walking that back and saying like oh my bad sent out bad information got bad information he was like no no no, they were still interested they were still having that conversation it's like what what okay (laughs) sure um and and yeah it it kind of snowballs from there where people are wondering what's going on is this a Kyrie leverage play as he is trying to convince the Dallas Mavericks to give him a full four-year max contract. Is this LeBron uh, leveraging the Lakers as we already saw him try to leverage the Lakers back with all of that retirement talk that lasted all of 15 minutes? Uh, what what the hell is going on? Uh, so Harrison and I record a, a pod which is on this feed also, so you're going to want to check that out. It's the kind of story that he and I enjoy talking about the most, honestly, because we just get to like hop on there and laugh 
at the ridiculousness of it all. But still, I'm left wondering what is going on. Um, the reason I mentioned the 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 uh, Jedi survivor aspect of this very at the at the very top in preparation for uh, this this video game. I've actually gone back and started rewatching the entirety of the Star Wars universe. Movies, video games, TV shows, all of that stuff. And actually what I'm on right now on top of playing um, Jedi uh, Survivor is uh, I'm watching Andor, right? And there's a scene in Andor where one of the, the kind of lead Empire detectives right at the very top is up there and and she is talking to I think one of her subordinates or her equals whatever and they're starting to notice uh, a bit of a trend in the way that you know people are doing uh th- th- that some people are operating on like the outer rim or whatever and one line that her subordinate says to her in convincing her to look further at this thing uh the, these uh sequence of events is it's all too random to be random. That really stuck with me, right? And this, again, it's a random Monday, early June. Lakers season is over. Dallas' season has long been over. The finals uh, is split one-to-one heading back to Miami. There is no reason for this kind of rumor or report to make its way out there and not just make its way out there. Like this is Shams Karania. Um, you know, I'm not going to besmirch his reporting or whatever, but he, uh, will kind of copy and paste, um, some stuff from his sources, right? Same goes for Chris Haynes, but still they are two of the most informed people in the NBA universe. And you have two of them, running with this thing really you know going out there putting their name and attaching it to all of this nonsense and um and it made me wonder like why like if essentially the way that the way that information period works but especially in the nba and and you know my experience here in the nba at this point is is a lot more than i would like to acknowledge but essentially by the time you get a Shams or a Woj or a Haynes or a Stein tweet about it. That means that that information has festered long enough that multiple insiders know about it and fire off their tweet because they know if they don't, somebody else will. And, uh, and I'm not putting, you know, all of those people in the same class, obviously, and they all do their business differently, but like generally, like that's how that's how this works. That's why it's been so wild that you know clearly the John Morant story is out there to be reported on, and we're just not. Like we just we're just gonna let the NBA like hold on to that information. Same went for Andrew Wiggins back when um, he was away from the team for as long as he was. The Warriors are one of the most covered, closely covered teams in the NBA, and you had Bob Myers like thinking a room of journalists for not doing their jobs. Um, it's, it, you know, the information that does and does not get out is, is often very transactional. And in this case, this was a situation where it's like, th- this is like, 
this is what you're trading for here? All right, I, I guess we'll see where this goes. And to have it then confirmed by um, another high-level insider, it is too random to be completely random. And so I guess what I'm going to try to do here is concisely sum up how everything went down, what I know about it, and what I would take away from it moving forward. So we get the, the initial reporting on it, and we get the initial response to the reporting on it. And from there, it just kind of becomes a waiting game, right? Who else is going to pick it up? What else is going to go, out, go down here? And really interestingly, ESPN doesn't touch it until Dave McMenamin later goes on ESPN radio and completely trashes the story, right? Uh, Jovan Buha, also of The Athletic, uh, interestingly, threw a lot of cold water on this story as well. So those are two people whose sourcing either comes from uh, the Lakers and or LeBron. And from that side of things, it, it, you know, threw all of the cold water on it. And, and that was certainly interesting as well, right? And that's part of the story. Um, it seems to me that LeBron, at least publicly from his perspective, wants it known, whoa, <laughs> uh, I can't control who texts me, right? Um, and and to that extent, you know, it kind of makes sense, right? LeBron right now is just kind of focused on on getting better, right? Recovering from whatever uh, ailed him in the postseason uh, with his foot, right? Researching, researching whether or not he is going to get surgery on his foot, uh, looking ahead to this offseason where... Um, you know, look, he only has a couple more off seasons left, right? Maybe a few. And he's really focused on maximizing his bites at the apple as, as they might, as they appear to be. Um, so it, it would kind of make sense that LeBron wouldn't want it known. And by the way, for the most part, um, you know, there have been some slip ups here or there, but for the most part, LeBron has really done as much as he could to limit the amount of of nonsense that can be directly traced back to him. There have been the occasional side comments about different executives and stuff like that while he was frustrated with, with the Lakers during the Russell Westbrook era. And um, there was certainly plenty of, of leaking and counter-leaking throughout that era uh, to try to attach blame to that, that uh, acquisition, whatever. But... Yeah, for the most part, like, and, and, and actually, period, we have not gotten anything from LeBron that has come anywhere close to a trade demand. And even when the noise gets to its loudest, LeBron's camp and his you know group of reporters that he trusts all make sure to come out as often as they can to say LeBron is focused on finishing his career with the Lakers he is, uh, he wants to, you know, Bronny is going to be playing at USC next year. So he wants to be able to watch those games and he wants to try to play wherever Bronny um, gets drafted next season. But like even that has kind of calmed down as some of that is kind of, uh, the, some of that leverage has left Bronny because, you know, this is kind of good news. He has crept up draft boards um, and, and like LeBron doesn't want to play in Charlotte or something. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I, not very surprised, but it is noteworthy that, uh, you know, LeBron and or Laker people are like, this is not us. That is that guy over there, right? That's the guy, 
you know, he's waving sage all over the place. And, and, and it's so weird as he's waving sage, it's actually like those, those light sticks that, uh, that they wave pilots down on runways and stuff, directing people towards a story that he wants out there. So then the other thing too, um, as it was kind of explained over the course of the day and, uh, it, 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 it's not practical. Like LeBron and Kyrie linking up is is just not at all practical right now. We've talked about it here on the show um, several times that there just aren't very many, any uh, clean options that make any sense here for the Lakers to bring in Kyrie. And, and you know, I, I would imagine the Lakers have voiced that reality to LeBron and everybody's just kind of moving forward with that understood. Doesn't mean LeBron might not be frustrated because he clearly wants to play with Kyrie. Um, and Kyrie is looking at it as like, shit, that's my leverage. So he's going to going to continue to make it known that like, hey, maybe, just maybe. Um, and that's why this continues to stick around. So like that is all to me like the most realistic explanation for, for yesterday's events. Now, I, I do think though... <laughs> that uh, there are reasons to read a little further because, again, and this might just be me in June being bored because the Lakers aren't playing anymore, but it does feel a little too random to be completely random. So let's look at LeBron's offseason thus far, even with all of what I said notwithstanding. But LeBron's offseason starts by minutes after the game uh, that ended his season he goes on there and he says, I don't know if I'm going to continue playing, right? Considering retirement, um, confirms to Dave McMenamin that he's considering retirement. And, um, you know, obviously that makes everybody's wheels spin. George Sedano and I came on here and said, hey, this feels kind of just like somebody who had a shitty day at work, lashing out and, and all of that. But in the back of your minds, you also, because it's LeBron, have to take into account he's trying to leverage his interest in playing next year to get him a roster that gives him a better chance at winning a championship, right? And I, both of those things can be true at the same time, by the way. Like, it could be, you know, a couple slices of the pie, and one might be more true than the other, but there can be truth to both of those things at the same time. And uh, the fact that we now get this, and again, to be absolutely clear, People close to LeBron are saying that, and, and reporters who are closer to LeBron are saying that this was not in any way LeBron. And I, again, lean more towards believing that, but this is now the second kind of weird thing that has come up that, again, and we've talked about this before too, LeBron sees the game a certain way. Uh, superstars in the NBA see the game a certain way. Superstars want superstars, Period. They don't have the, the the idea of them like going through NBA.com's lineup data to figure out who they should keep around and shouldn't keep around. That's not how this works. <laughs> uh, they they tend to say, yeah, give me the ta- the most talented person. Uh, give me give me that talent, and the talent is eventually going to win out. And you know, for the most part, over the the course of the last era of the NBA, I would say that's been a fairly tried and true path forward. But as superstars have paired up, 
that have actually fit together. And as these teams have, you know, grown and these executives have grown up in a league that has to counterbalance that, that superstar um, talent with fit and, and, and culture and stuff like that, the, the talent on its own just isn't enough. But still, those stars, LeBron chief among them, I think, don't see it that way. They see it as, he probably sees this as, all right, we got that far with the role players. Let's see how far we can get with Kyrie. And um, again, the Lakers, he and the Lakers, I would imagine, and and um, I'm going to look further into this, but I would imagine he and the Lakers have had a conversation about like the likelihood that they could bring Kyrie in. And I would imagine the Lakers have probably told him it's not very likely. And and yet, you know, I, that 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 isn't going to stop him from trying to make happen his intended endpoint here. So, yeah, like the this continuing to be a story. It might be. It might continue to be a story. It might just be a, a story still because, you know, media is an industry. It's it's not a uh, non nonprofit organizations aren't doing all of this reporting and stuff. And everybody knows that if you put LeBron Kyrie Lakers trade rumors in uh, the, the headline or in your hyperlink or in your tweet that it is going to do pretty well. But um, also I think there's a chance that this is still remaining a story because the, the interested parties still want to play together. And until they cannot play together um, or until one party is willing to do something that would make playing together more possible, right? Kyrie playing for the the you know taxpayer mid level, or LeBron asking for a buyout, foregoing the second year of his two year ninety six million dollar deal, and playing for Dallas on you know on the minimum or whatever. Neither of those things are happening. Um, until either of those things though come to pass. This is still going to be like they are still going to look at this and say like gosh if only. And them thinking if only is is you know going to be enough for reporters who want the clicks to come with them wondering those things. Uh it's going to keep that story alive. So maybe it's Kyrie showing Dallas what he's worth and uh trying to convince them to give him a full 4-year max. Um, with the notion attached to him that he could get some super superstar if it isn't LeBron, but somebody else, right, to play with Luka. Um, maybe this is him leveraging the Lakers into, you know, pushing harder to sign and trade for him because he will make their life kind of miserable from where he can by keeping this stupid story alive. Maybe this is LeBron kind of pressuring the Lakers into, hey, if it isn't Kyrie, and I would prefer Kyrie, but if it isn't Kyrie, what can we do here to, you know, improve a team that got swept in the Western Conference Finals? Or this is all just a bunch of nonsense, and it's June, and we need something to talk about. I would imagine it's a combination of all of those things. So, though, if you you want a less serious kind of retelling of of the day's events uh i i urge you to check out the podcast that harrison and i recorded um yesterday while it was all going on we had a good time we laughed at it 
I also kind of entertained the notion of trading LeBron and made the case for like why maybe just maybe it might make some sense. Yeah, you're going to want to check that out. So do that. And while you do that, I will probably be recording with today's guest who I'm looking forward to talking to. And uh, that will be up same usual time. And uh, and yeah, so until the next time you guys hear from me, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one, everybody.